Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. and welcome along to another Real World Road Test. I'm John Heindorf and the subject of our test here is the Alfa Romeo Giulietta QV Line Diesel. Real World Road Tests on RadioLeMond.com Well, as you can probably hear, in a break with tradition, we're starting off with the car on the road rather than a description of the exterior. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, we've already tested this car in a different version and therefore the exterior is uh, pretty similar to the smaller engine diesel that we tested in Spain in the early part of 2015. But the second one is far more important. This is an Alfa Romeo and surely the most important part of an Alfa Romeo is how it drives. And Alphaholics will be absolutely delighted when they get behind the wheel of this QV Giulietta diesel. The driving position a little bit difficult in fairness to get yourself comfortable. Well, once you do, everything falls to hand very well indeed. But the driving experience is outstanding. Little note to Alpha I could do with having the wheel come down a little more and come out a little more. Just found the relationship between the wheel, my seat angle and my leg angle to the beautifully worked pedals, aluminium pedals, just a little bit difficult to get. But put that aside because it's worth spending a wee bit of time to get yourself settled because once you're behind the wheel of this car, it is extraordinarily good. Exactly what you'd expect of an Alpha. The QV is the uh, Quadrifoglio, the four-leaf clover, which is the clover leaf obviously always used to be the high-performance version of Alfa Romeo, and um, this is the trim level and indeed the engine level of this car is a, a little bit souped up. Not quite hot hatch sharp, but certainly would give the Alfa, the Alfa would certainly give the Golf GTD a bit of a run for its money. This has the most powerful of the diesel engines that you can get in this five-door hatchback, and the Giulietta is only available in five doors. Uh, 175 brake horsepower, uh, revving round to just between four and 5,000, around about 4445, but really all the power coming in from about 1,500 revs all the way up to about 3.8 to 4. Um, the torque band fantastic really wants to pull on six speed uh, transmission which is a gearbox but does have a paddle shift function as well and joy of joys when you want to change gear on the gear lever in front of you it works like a proper sequential so to change up you pull back to change down you push forwards yes can other manufacturers remember that that's the right way to do it? That's how a sequential gearbox should work. Uh, up on the right, down on the left on the paddles. 
All of that, though, is a byline to just how this car sits and handles on the road. At first thought, you might think, this is going to be a bit harsh. I'm built for comfort, not for speed at my age. But the Alpha just delivers a perfect, perfect ride that is a compromise between a sporty and well-set feel on the road and compliant enough so that you can ride the worst excesses of British and European roads. And trust me, I know of what I speak because over the last 12 days, some 2,500 miles have gone below the wheels of this Giulietta with really hardly any thought for how many more miles you could do in a day. The car has a brilliant turn in its front wheel drive of course sitting down on suspension that is a little taller than the standard car and a little lower ride height bigger wheels and 45 profile tyres nowadays that's low but not super low but somehow the engineers on the chassis have managed to get the balance between a sporty ride and a compliant comfortable ride on motorways, payages, autopista, etc., just right. There is, in all honesty, a little bit of road noise and a little bit of wind noise from the wing mirrors as well, but that's all forgiven as soon as you start to press on a little harder with this Giulietta. Now, whether that's on fantastic country roads in the Eiffel Mountains of Germany, whether it is driving through the uh, national parks of the south of France, coming back up from Barcelona as we did recently, or even pushing hard on just normal roads. Everybody who has seen this car, sat in it, and certainly everyone who's been behind the wheel, the first comment is just how sharp it is on turning and how positive this car is. Now, some of that's down to a very clever electronic effectively limited slip diff that this model has which kicks in when you put the DNA selector into dynamic DNA dynamic normal and awful weather that DNA I'm sure the A stands for something else but that's how I like to think of it um, also you have the uh, opportunity when it's in that dynamic se- uh, se- sector as well the brakes have an anti-knockoff feature so when you come off the throttle and you're going to go to the brakes it automatically puts the brake pads onto the discs just feels for it electronically brilliant so that little tap of the brake lights that you see in touring car and gt races effectively the car's doing that for you so that there's no delay at all once you get onto the brake pedal genius and you know what it works really well so that it becomes second nature In all honesty, we have uh, driven this car mostly in the end, the normal setting, which gives you uh, a little different throttle response. The steering wheel, uh, the electronic power assistance is a little different, but you still have all of the 175 horsepower on tap from the multi-jet, as it is, the series of diesel engine, of course, that Fiat and Alfa share in terms of nomenclature, at least thoroughly thoroughly impressed with this car as a driver's car we've documented in the past haven't we that it is not the same when you park it in the car park as uh, any of its rivals in truth it probably lacks 
just a tiny bit of the refinement of some of its German competitors. But again, I'll take that every time for the difference that this makes and the smile that the car puts on your face every time you take it out for a drive. And if it wasn't for that little niggle with the driving position, I would probably score it even higher than I have done. The steering wheel is uh, beautifully clad in leather. All the bits that you need on it are exactly in the right place. Not overly fussed with control modules. There's eight little buttons on there for telephone, for turning the radio up and down. You've got the two paddle shifters, as I say. The three stalks behind the wheel is windscreen washers and wipers on the right hand side lights and cruise control on the left uh, maybe just a slight niggle again from me that the indicator stalk is slightly too high from the quarter two position that your hand tends to rest on particularly if you're using the paddle shift but in fairness if you're at the 10-2 position it'd be perfect and there is a little thumb rest at the 10-2 position so you could use your little finger to in put the indicator stalk up or down for left or right so I'm not going to make a big thing about that electric mirrors that fold in nice big screen in the middle with a Garmin based satellite navigation system which works well enough and has done uh, well across Europe DAB on this digital radio as well a very good uh, um, very well engineered and thought out system of air conditioning and ventilation although the the temperatures uh, on that it, it delay, that it displays and that you set it to on the automatic function um, I think they read a little bit high we've sat with it mostly at around about 22 degrees Celsius um, which is a good 2 or 3 degrees higher than I would do in most cars but that's been fine, even with the ambient temperatures uh, around about the mid-20s Celsius as it has been in most of Europe when we've had this car. But it doesn't matter, you just set it where you want to get the where you want to get the temperature in the car and when it gets to a nice balance. The feel of that brake pedal enhanced by the brake assist is very impressive. Indeed, whether you're left foot braking or right foot braking. And other manufacturers, please note, the lovely aluminium brake pedals are perfectly complemented by an aluminium left foot rest that's under there, full size. And you can really brace your left foot across that. I am a bit of a left foot breaker, but I do still like to be able, even in a two-pedal car, to be able to brake and blip the throttle with my right foot. And of course, this is an Alpha, so you can do that absolutely perfectly. Of course, of course you can. There's an SD card. There is a um, a place that you can fasten in your generic MP3 player uh, and a very nice Bose sound system. So all in all, it's well equipped and it will seat four relatively easily. Although it's quite a uh, not the certainly not the biggest car in this sector but it's not the smallest either if we park it up next to as we are going to now a mark 1 tt it's a little bit bigger than that but not much but it's well thought out in size and everything that you need to touch 
is feels quality. Top of the doors are an interesting sort of crinkle black finish, but everything else is pretty decent and leather where it needs to be. Little centre console that you can store your pH receipts in as well. Start stop as well, which means that our of the two and a half thousand miles that we've averaged, just over 50 miles an hour, and there's been some very spirited driving in that, we've averaged over 42 miles to the UK gallon, and I think that's not just decent, I think that's pretty impressive. So that's the driving experience. It's very alpha. It's very direct. You feel as though you're in the car, not on it, and it's giving you all of the right clues. We'll step outside and have a walk round in just a minute. It's the real-world road test here on RadioLamont.com of the Alfa Romeo Giulietta. This is the QV line with the 175 brake horsepower 2-litre diesel. Real World Road Tests on RadioLamont.com So let's have a quick look around this Alfa Romeo Giulietta QV line. This is the 175 horsepower diesel start at the front alpha face it's nice isn't it that it they haven't discarded that very traditional central triangular grille unfortunately the british car is rather spoilt by having to have a front registration license plate stuck off to the left hand side there is something that just is very evocative about how the front of this car looks. A couple of fog lights in the lower grille and a honeycomb effect on the under air intake. A bit of a splitter sticking out the front and then the very much on point and up-to-date headlights that go back into the bonnet and the front wings. LED day notice lights and projector headlights, by the way, there. And they work very well indeed. The enamel Alfa Romeo Milan shield in the middle to the top of the the grill there it's, i mean it's it's classic isn't it and why would you change it and thank goodness that they haven't let's go down the driver's side the multi-sport wheels on the qv line are very nice indeed with five highlighted in silver or at least brushed metal here the rest of it being matte black uh, 40 series 18 inch uh, tyres, 225.40s, uh, um, 18-inch rims, not the biggest, of course, but I think that contributes somewhat to just the balance of the car in terms of its ride versus handling. Big Alfa Romeo red calipers underneath those wheels work very well indeed. Beautiful profile with the four-leaf clover in green uh, on the side of the car, just above the side repeater, indicators very swept back rear view mirror built into just behind the air post on the door contrasting uh, grey on this uh, volcano black car volcano black is uh, is a black metallic with shades of red that really pop out uh, in the sunshine no rear door handles of course they're built into the c pillar part of the door which is a nice touch and it does give the car a very much poised, ready-to-strike kind of look. It draws the eye line all the way up from the front wing all the way to the rear lights, which are into the back wing. Not much overhang here behind the back wheel, not very much at all except the two very purposeful exhausts uh, for this 175 brake horsepower diesel. 
nice big opening hatchback and whilst it's not the most generous of luggage compartments it's a 60 40 split on the rear seats uh, trust me it can take an awful lot of wine and the luggage of two commentators away for a couple of weeks on the continent it's more than adequate underneath the rear floor part of the Bose system and the subwoofer is under there and then the uh, run flat wheel drops down from the floor there is a an option to have a tyre reinflation kit on there as well little spoiler just above the rear wing and a rubber aerial on the roof I really like this car from the rear three-quarter angle actually because if you step away from it just a little bit that side line which you thought was dead straight actually just dips around about the B pillar between the front and rear door and then curves back up over the rear wheel it's uh, very much evocative of the older Alphas and it, it works very well in just shrinking what could otherwise be a very blocky side it's a clever visual trick uh, to, to break up what otherwise would just be a big block of the side of the car uh, sit in the back Heindorf's patented a trick of sitting behind the front seat of the driver whilst it's set for me and alright you know what it's not huge but I'm there uh, my knees fit in nicely to the cutout in the rear seat would I want to do the 2500 miles sat in here well probably not but it's a theatre style seating so you sit up you see out of the window the C-pillar is a long way back, so I'm not feeling too claustrophobic. Uh, it is very dark in here. There's a lot of black leather and Alcantara, um, but there's certainly enough room for me to stick my feet underneath the front seat and to get myself comfortable. And by the way, I should say the front seat's very comfortable indeed. Lovely little uh, attention to detail. That Alfa Romeo shield is replicated on the seats. Half of it is on the driver's seat and the matching half is on the passenger seat. So the two bits towards the inside of the car have got half the shield each uh, into the Alcantara uh, of, the, uh, of the seat. Very nice indeed. Nice wide opening door here as well. And despite the fact that this is quite a small car, the other test that I always do is to turn around and swivel so that my backside is still on the seat. Can I get my feet on the ground without the rear wheel arch intruding too much? Yes, I can. Why do I do that? Because my mum, for sure, can't step into a car. She has to sit in first and then swivel round. She'd actually be able to get in and out of this one relatively easily, which for a car this size is actually really good. Again, attention to detail. There's a word I've used an awful lot. The package itself, we're sitting in a car park now, or the car sitting in a car park now, surrounded by Audis and VWs and Fords and Renaults and Vauxhalls and even a couple of smaller BMWs. The nice thing about this is it stands out. It's immediately recognisable in a very congested segment in terms of the car size. It stands out as an Alfa Romeo. It's not just another jelly mould hatchback. It really has a personality of its own and it has a presence. OK, this is the top of the range, the QV line, but there, it really does look the part and hark back to those Alphas down the years. Is it an Alpha Sud for a new generation? Well, maybe it is, you know, because that was a car that 
when I think back to my early driving years, a lot of my friends went and bought because of the driving pleasure and also because it wasn't a Ford or a Vauxhall or any of the, of the, the, the big brands. Now, in those days, of course, there was all kinds of issues with Alpha in terms of reliability. Those days long behind now in partnership with the Fiat Group for engines, transmissions and indeed for the running gear have sorted those out. This is a car that holds its value well over 40% after three years. That's pretty good in this segment of the marketplace. I like it. And so do other people. It draws people's attention. And you know, there's also something nice about owning an Alpha because other Alpha owners want to talk to you about it. Whether you're in a car park of a supermarket in Spain, whether you're waiting to cross the channel or sitting in a queue to get into a racing circuit, if another Alpha pulls up, the guys want to talk to you about it. Even if they can't speak your language particularly, everybody has wanted to know about this. And even non-Alpha drivers have come and had a look at this car because it stands out and makes a different statement. Everybody wants to know what we think of it, and the answer is we think a lot of it. I'm going to stop talking about this now because I want to get back in it and drive it again. The Alfa Romeo Giulietta QV line, 175 brake horsepower. I'm back behind the wheel now. And that's exactly where I want to be. Another real world road test. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.